Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Charlie Matz, filling in for Ben Blakey. It's Tuesday, May 31st, 2022. A few weeks ago, I noticed that one of my sprinkler heads in my backyard wasn't working properly. So I went over to it and I started to mess around with it trying to fix it. After some time, I realized that I couldn't fix the head, I needed to replace it, so I started to dig down a little bit to remove it so that I could go get another one and replace this sprinkler head. Once I got down a little ways, I realized that there was a problem at the base of the head where it was connected. The bottom line was this, the more I dug into the ground, the more I investigated the problem, the worse the situation was becoming and the less confident I was that I could do anything to fix it. I was definitely in over my head. Shortly after I realized that I was over my head, I talked to a few senior saints at a men's breakfast about my issue. They assured me that they could fix this without a problem. As a matter of fact, they drove over to my house right then and started working on it. Now, here's the funny thing. While we were at my house digging into the hole, I felt a complete peace about the project. Just a few days earlier, I was staring over the same hole with a lump in my stomach, wondering how I would ever get this fixed. But now I had no worries. I had peace. Why? Because I had complete confidence in the men who were leading the project to completion. God has called us to complete a big project. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. But as we're going to see from our reading today, when God calls you to complete a project, He does all the heavy lifting. Just like I could stand over the project in my backyard with peace and total confidence, We can obediently complete the project that God has given us with total peace and confidence because he's the one doing all the work. And a major reason for the peace and confidence that we can have in the Christian life is because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And today we're going to hear about the promise of receiving the Holy Spirit as we start the book of Acts. Acts is the second book written by Luke, and he starts it like he starts the book of Luke, addressing it to Theophilus. Now, we don't know who this Theophilus is, but it's likely since Luke addresses him as most excellent Theophilus in Luke 1.3, that he is some type of Roman official. In short, this book is a narrative account of the early church, starting with Christ's ascension. If you remember yesterday, we read about the Great Commission, Jesus sending the disciples into all the world to make disciples. Well, the book of Acts is really our peek into what happens next. We get to see what it looks like for them to do what Christ asked them to do. Starting in verse 3, we read, He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now keep this in mind as you journey through this book of the Bible, seeing all the incredible things that God will do through these disciples. By chapter 17, they will have turned the world upside down, and we'll see that this is through a reliance on the Holy Spirit. It's also important to note that they had to wait until Pentecost to receive the Holy Spirit, which in real time was about 10 days later. But all new believers, those of us who are Christians, New Testament believers, we now receive the Holy Spirit upon conversion. 
We continue in verse 6, which says, So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. Jesus doesn't correct them, telling them that their expectation of an earthly rule is wrong, but rather that it's not yet. This will take place at Christ's second coming, and that timing hasn't been revealed. For now, he says to the disciples, it's not yet. And we can see this by what he says in verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Jesus is saying, for now, you will bring my kingdom to this earth by witnessing to the lost, seeing dead come to life and building my church. Again, picking it up in verse 9, it says, And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Those words by the two men in white robes are as true today as they were then. Someday, Christ will come in the same way that these disciples saw him go into heaven. I would imagine that these disciples didn't think we'd still be waiting for that event nearly 2,000 years later, but that's a good reminder for us. We need to be busy being witnesses. Our commission is the same as theirs was. Go witness to all the world making disciples, and you don't know when Christ will return in the same way that he left, so be busy with the assignment that I've given you. Then it says that they returned to Jerusalem and notice what it says in the first part of verse 14. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer. I don't know about you, but if I had just been given an assignment from the risen Christ in person to witness to the whole world, I'd probably be tempted to go back to my upper room, pull out my computer, create a spreadsheet, start a project management worksheet and delegate assignments to each of those present. What did these disciples go get busy doing? They got busy praying. This is a great reminder to us that the most important work, the work that will result in us hearing well done, good and faithful servant always begins with prayer. Now we get to this interesting portion of scripture where they need to replace Judas. And it appears that they have two men, Justice and Matthias, who are capable of filling this role. There were a few requirements for Judas's replacement. First, he had to have been part of Christ's earthly ministry. And second, he had to have seen the risen Christ to be a witness to his resurrection to the world. So they have these two candidates, both of which I'm sure could do the job well, at least based on their on paper qualifications. So what do they do? Well, they cast lots. This was an Old Testament method of determining God's will. So the question comes up, should we cast lots today? Well, it's important to note that this is the last mention of casting lots in the Bible. It's safe to conclude that the coming of the Holy Spirit made casting lots unnecessary. As New Testament Christians, we have the Holy Spirit to guide us through prayer, providing godly wisdom and discernment, along with the full canon of Scripture, along with the fellowship of the saints who also have the Holy Spirit providing wise counsel. There's so much encouragement to gain from reading the book of Acts. As we begin this incredible book today, let's think about a few things. First, let's praise God for the gift of the Holy Spirit. May we never take for granted that we have God in us, guiding us, comforting us, helping us, strengthening us. Second, let's have a genuine reliance on prayer. Let's work to cultivate such a reliance on prayer that it feels awkward to do anything in our life without first pausing to pray. And let's see the world be turned upside down in our generation by a reliance on prayer. Third, let's be busy being witnesses. 
Christ hasn't come back for nearly 2,000 years, and there's still work to do. Many people still need to hear the same message that the disciples were commissioned to bring to the ends of the earth. Christ has risen. Now let's talk about our Old Testament reading for today. We're learning about King David in both 2 Samuel 5, 1 through 10 and 1 Chronicles chapter 11. First in 2 Samuel 5, 1 through 10, here's where David is anointed as the king of Israel. We can learn a lot from the first two verses in chapter 5. It's clear that all of Israel was for David's kingship, and they gave three reasons why. One, he was one of them. We are your bone and flesh, they say. Second, he was their greatest warrior. They said, it was you who led out and brought in Israel. And then three, he was God's chosen man. Then we see a reference to the Jebusites who had control of Jerusalem at the time. And what's with them talking about the blind and the lame warding off David's attack? Well, the Jebusites, they held Jerusalem. And it's possible that this even put a barrier between the northern and southern tribes. Jerusalem had a natural defense because it was elevated. So it was difficult to get to, especially on three of the sides of that city. So the Jebusites, they were spitting some old school trash talk to David, really, is what they were doing, saying that even their blind and lame could fed off their attack. Well, how did that go for them? Well, we see a description of what happened in our next reading in 1 Chronicles 11, 4 through 9. It says this, and David and all Israel went to Jerusalem, that is Jebus, where the Jebusites were the inhabitants of the land. The inhabitants of Jebus said to David, you will not come in here. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, that is the city of David. David said, whoever strikes the Jebusites first shall be chief and commander. And Joab, the son of Zeruah, went up first. So he became chief. And David lived in the stronghold. Therefore, it was called the city of David. And he built the city all around from Milo in complete circuit. And Joab repaired the rest of the city. And David became greater and greater for the Lord of hosts was with him. Seems like maybe never a good idea to talk trash to anyone who's on God's team. It doesn't work out so well in the end. Now, speaking of God's team, continuing in 1 Chronicles 11, verses 10 through 47, they describe David's mighty men. A question that I want us to answer is this when thinking about these mighty men, what made them mighty? Well, if you read closely, you'll pick out two statements here, like in verse 10, according to the word of the Lord concerning Israel. So this is about God's will. It's about God's word. And then in verse 14, it says, and the Lord saved them by a great victory. God is the one who saves. What made these men mighty? Well, they're so confident in following David because they trusted that David was God's man. They could have courage knowing that if God is for us, who can be against us? As we consider the passages that we've read today, both in the New Testament and Old Testament, May we be reminded that we can confidently and courageously say yes to all that God has asked of us because he is the one who is doing all the heavy lifting. We can confidently witness to a dark and opposing world because we know God is the one who is drawing his elect to himself through the Holy Spirit because God is the one working in us to give us the words to say to guide us into and through the right conversations by the power of the Holy Spirit. As we look at the history of God's people, whether the Israelites or the early church, we can gain confidence in our mission, knowing that we've been truly equipped to do everything God has asked us to do without fail, because God never fails. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.